What's good, family? Welcome back to the Drunk Money Podcast. I am your host, Jay. We're here with episode number three, Drunk on My Net Worth. Let's get it, man. Morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your morning, get your morning, get your. What's up, y'all? We're back. Uh, I originally had something different slated for this episode. I plan on talking about transportation, more specifically, buying new cars, which is a huge gripe of mine. And I just, I was probably going to go on a crazy rant, but due to just the times of this pandemic season and everything that's been happening, I figured I'd, you know, just go through an update of what's been happening with my own investment and adventure. And I felt like this was a good time to do a net worth update. Um, I thought about making this sort of a ongoing series of maybe once every quarter just to talk about kind of how my investments are doing or where my investment mentality is or if anything major had popped up. So I really wanted to dive deep into the numbers and just give a detailed, um, detailed track of what all my investments are doing. So Let's just start here. Um, So my net worth as of today is worth $81,874. Now this is split up between assets and liabilities. So your net worth, for those who don't know, are all of your assets, which I categorize as things that put money into your pocket, minus your liabilities, which are things that take money out of your pocket. So your assets could be savings it could be um it could be investments it could be property it could be um jewelry to a certain extent right if it keeps its value so if you buy a gold watch it might keep its value or it might go up in price if you buy something and make it super customized it will more than likely lose value that is essentially a liability it just took money out of your pocket so um I categorize those things as live or as assets. I also don't include my car in assets just because I just would like something more tangible. I don't view my car necessarily as an asset because I don't plan on getting rid of that thing until the wheels fall off. And at that point, it's not really worth anything. So I don't put my car in this at all. Um, And liabilities are, like I said, stuff that takes money out of your pocket. So that's any type of debt. Um, so credit card debt, student loans, um, to a certain point, your house, um, cause your house could be worth a lot more than your actually, uh, your, your mortgage actually is. So, or your mortgage loan. Uh, so those things are all grouped into liabilities. So yeah, man, let's just go through this breakdown. So I'm using uh, personal capital as my platform to track my net worth. I really like the interface and it's a lot uh it's a lot more straightforward to use i feel than mint i've used mint before but personal capital just makes things super simple um of course not a sponsor uh but i just really like the platform and i think it's a very clear way to view 
everything that you have in your possession. So uh, first part is cash, which is hilarious because I even in this time, I rarely keep cash on me. Um, I know a lot of people like to say you should have an emergency fund um, of three to six months usually is the uh, normal framework that people use. But I don't know. I feel a little differently about that. If, if I feel like if you have a very secure job, like say you work at the government, your job is not going anywhere. You can get furloughed. But as long as you have enough for maybe a month or two, you're going to get paid in the end. So you just need to hold off until you get those payments. Say you're a medical practitioner, you're you're a doctor or or something like that. You're always going to be needed. It's rare. I feel like that those those people get laid off. And then especially me uh, being a programmer, I work in the security uh, or in the defense industry. my job is very secure. So the odds of me getting sent home and or me being laid off is very low. Thus my cash my cash board, uh my cash allocation is very slim and compared to the rest of my net worth and that's sitting at around $1042.51 to be exact. So this contains uh, a savings account and a checking. My checking only has like about $280 in and my savings has about $750. Um, I imagine this is going to increase in the future, a, a large amount in the near future because I plan on saving it for a house um, soon and I plan on moving back to Maryland, which hopefully then I'll be able to buy that house. So probably in a net worth update in December or in the winter time, this will look way different. Um, and the cash is just cash left over after paying rent and in the checking is it's left over from after paying rent and paying off some of my credit cards. So, um, yeah, that's about it for the cash portfolio. Um, in the investment side, uh, I have three accounts that total up to $81,506. Uh, so I have my fidelity investments account. So this is my 401k. Through my current employer and this is worth sixty thousand dollars so um if you've listened to the first two episodes you would know my age and i'm currently 24 i turned 25 in august and some of you might wonder how have i amassed this amount of money this far it's a combination of things i stumbled onto investing in frugality uh very early in college so i was already aware when i started uh my career Uh, full-time as a programmer. So I was aware of maxing out 401ks and certain different investment strategies. So since since I started my career full-time two years ago, I've maxed out my 401k. So I believe two years ago it was the max was 18,500 and last year it was 19,000. I also contributed a lot to it as an intern, or not a lot, but a, a sizable amount, maybe about, uh, I want to say, five or six grand. I'm not sure of those specific numbers. I'd have to look at that. But um, And then I've begun maxing it out again this year. So that's where the $60,000 has come from. Um, and that's mostly in just large cap index funds. Uh, so what large cap is... If for those who don't know, large cap just includes uh, the largest, essentially the largest companies uh, on the stock market. 
So all of those companies, which, you know, of course are ranging from, you know, you have Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, you might have Tesla in there. Those are just the largest companies uh, in the index. And it's very diversified as those those companies range from, from different categories. So it's nice to uh, have that as a solid way of diversifying and kind of something I don't really have to monitor or look at that often. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't really touch that at all. Um, I had it in my company's age retirement plan, but I, I switched out of that maybe a year and a half ago. So I've just been riding out large cap. <laughs> Let's look at this a little bit because I believe I'm down a sizable amount. Yeah, so before this uh, coronavirus season happened, I think I was sitting at around 63,000, it looked like. And it got as low as 43,000. So almost a $20,000 drop uh, in my 401k, but didn't sell. It was uh, smooth sailing. I'm not really too stressed over it. Um, so yeah, that's all for the 401k. Um, I also have a taxable brokerage account. Uh, which for those of you who don't know, uh, there's really two different types of account. I guess you could consider it three, but I really only consider two. I consider retirement and non-retirement accounts. So retirement accounts are those that you can't access until your retirement age, which is uh, 65 or um, some places. It, it I know uh, from my parents, it's 55 and a half because they worked in the government for so long. So some of them differ, but most of the time it's 65. And uh, non-retirement accounts are those like taxable accounts that you can touch at any time. You can uh, trade in and out, and it's way more flexible. Um, each of them uh, have their own benefits and disadvantages. So I'll probably touch on that in a later episode when I dive more into investments. But uh, for this Vanguard brokerage account, uh, my balance is sitting at around $22,000. Um, and... In February, is as high as $32,000. Now, this gets a little interesting because my investment strategy has always been buy and hold. I like mutual funds. I don't like diving into specific stocks and things like that. Um, but right around when the drop was about to happen, I did make a huge change to my portfolio allocation. So I took... So all of that money, I think I only have maybe around my cost basis, which is how much I actually put into it and not gains or losses, might be around 25000 right now. So I think right when my portfolio was around 24000 I did sell out. So I took a $1,000 loss. And that reason was, is because I did want to take a little risk. So Basically, all of this is in Royal Caribbean stock. Now, I would not suggest this to, and to be specific. I have 17,730 in Royal Caribbean stock. So I own 491 shares of Royal Caribbean stock. Would I suggest this to anyone else? The answer is absolutely no. Um, I do not know a lot about Royal Caribbean stock. I could be looking at this a year from now or even six months and thinking, I just lost a ton of money, um, or I could be looking a year out and saying, hey, I made a great 
amount of money on this. Let me sell it. Let me get the gains. And I'm going to throw it into um, my other holding, which is VTSAX, um, which is the total stock market index fund um, on Vanguard. So it's their Admiral Shares Fund. They also have uh, a different class, which is um, just the, I believe it's VTI, which is their ETF. Um, but all of my other shares, except for one, are in VTSAX. Um, and then I have one share in Berkshire Hathaway because I wanted to get invited to the shareholders meeting and go to that. I plan on doing that this year, but coronavirus got in the way of that. Uh, Rona is not treating anyone well this year. Uh, so that was a little disappointing, but that's how my holdings shape out in my taxable, uh, my taxable account. I don't know what my plan for Royal Caribbean will be if it just dives. I just have a belief that in a year from when I bought, which I believe was towards the end of February, um, I'm going to revisit it next year and see what it's done. Um, I'm not really expecting anything and I'm considering that money lost. This is just a chance I'm taking because honestly, I'm young and if I lose that amount of money, I have enough so that it's not going to really destroy me in any way. And it's my money. I'm not doing it off of off of debt or off of margin. So it's really no danger in it. I'm essentially looking at it as gambling. So sometimes you got to take a risk and, and bet big. As Warren Buffett said, uh, be fearful when others are, uh, are aggressive and be aggressive when others are fearful. So this was my one chance to be aggressive, so I took it. Um, and then I have a Roth IRA, uh, which I only have $18 in. A part of my strategy was going to be putting money into a Roth IRAs, but I honestly just felt as though I really do want to retire early and reap the benefits of my gains. And with a Roth IRA, um, you're not able to pull out your gains. You're only able to pull out your contributions. So I decided that this probably wasn't the best for my investment strategy. Um, so yeah, that's all for my investments. And again, that's at almost $82,000. Uh, super proud of it. And I'm super blessed to be able to be in a position to have this much, uh, this much net worth, this many assets. It's, it's a blessing and truly thankful. Um, and now we're to my favorite part, which is credit. And I love that this is just basically empty. Um, I'm looking at these credit cards here, and I have five credit cards. So I have the MX, American Express Platinum card. Um, so that has a annual fee of, I believe they haven't changed it. I believe it's still $550. So I got this because I plan on traveling a lot this year, and uh, I really wanted to experience the... Uh, it comes with a lot of benefits. So I get the... The priority lounges, I get the um, pre-check pass, so I get to skip all of the TSA lines. Um, you get discounts on uh, purchases. You also get a, a bonus a bonus credit when you join in. You get bonus points. Uh, so I have those bonus points sitting, just waiting to use them. So I have that. Um, I have the Chase Unlimited. Uh, I have the Chase Unlimited Freedom. And I have the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Um, so the Preferred's annual fee is $99. And that thing is amazing. 
I get two times back points on um, on food and travel. Uh, the Chase Unlimited gives you one and a half times back on every purchase. And the Chase Unlimited Freedom gives you 1% uh, on everything, but 5% on rotating categories. So those are all really nice. I really only use the Unlimited and the uh, Preferred. And I use the Platinum card, you know, if I sometimes I just use it here and there. Um, and then I also have my first credit card, which was the Discover card. Um, that's the sock drawer card. So all of those cards together only have a credit balance of $674. So I'm super happy about that. And I pay that off every month. I will never pay a dime in credit card interest if I can help it because that is highway robbery. Um, and I also have a card here, which is hilarious. So I got LASIK uh, surgery done this year. You guys, that thing is amazing. If you have had vision that it was as bad as mine and you have the opportunity to get LASIK, I highly suggest it. Um, here in Denver, Colorado, I use LASIK Plus and they were fantastic. Again, no type of promo, or not promo for them, but um, paid sponsorship, but I just highly suggest it. They're great. I was in and out in 30 minutes and I had 2015 vision the next day. Crazy. Um, still don't understand. It's like black magic, but um, I remember that I had to pay. Let me see. I had a thirty-eight hundred dollar cost on there, and then I had uh, I signed up for a plan that was zero percent for a year. Um, so I could have just paid it down every now and again and and got that paid off by the end of the year, but I just don't like debt sitting on my account. So I just paid it off by uh, the beginning of March. I even used my uh, refund check to pay for a portion of it. So super happy that's gone. Um, didn't realize it was a credit card. So now I have a, another credit card there, I suppose. So it's cool. I guess it'll help my credit score. Um, but yeah, that's it for my net worth breakdown. Uh, just, just to see where it was at the beginning of the year. Um, I was sitting at around... 96,000 uh, on February the 23rd. <laughs> and this thing got as low as $60,000. So it's been a bumpy year. I'm sitting at again, $81,874. And I'm super proud of it, super happy. And yeah, can't wait to see what the rest of the year leads. I figure on this, I would talk as well as just about my spending habits and just mental, mental health. Cause all of that goes, I feel like into uh, your financial well-being. Uh, everything's connected. So um, as far as my spending goes, it's been hectic. I mean, DoorDash has been getting all of my money since they've closed my gym. My I'm a very, uh, I'm a person very based on habits and uh, just getting in a flow. And I felt like I got into a flow and they yanked, coronavirus just yanked me right out of it. So I think last month I spent $155 on DoorDash which is crazy because I think I might have bought DoorDash once a month before then. Um, guys, honestly, don't use DoorDash. Like it's it's highway robbery. It's <laughs> it's super expensive and they ramp up the prices of the normal food. It's just super convenient. So that's why I use it. Um, and I'm also just too lazy to get in my car and drive. Uh, it's very bad. I'm trying to work on it, but we're trying to be better this month. Um, but 
other than that, my spending hasn't been too bad. I bought a new uh, headphone for my Xbox because I've been playing a lot of Warzone. It is lit, and I've been having a good time just connecting with friends on there. And, you know, during a time like this where you're kind of stuck at being home, it makes you appreciate just those times that you're with your family, even if you're not even in the same room with them. It's just nice to have that feeling that someone is near you. Um, so I've just been dealing with that and it's been an interesting time. Um, just trying to FaceTime and Zoom call and have happy hours on FaceTime as much as possible with family and friends. So it's definitely been a, a test of just kind of my mental my mental state. But I mean, overall, man, I'm feeling pretty good. Just just trying to get past this and hopefully get to the gym soon. So um, haven't spent any money on a haircut. It's been about Eight weeks, I'm out here looking crazy. My hairline is non-existent, but, hey, man, it's bigger things to worry about. I hope everyone out there who's listening to this is is being healthy. I hope um, you're practicing social distancing. I hope you and your family are staying healthy and and all that type of stuff. Uh, it's crazy time. Um, but, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to cover today. Um I think that'll be the end of the podcast. Hit you with the chaser today. Um, currently sipping on some Mojo IPA. Currently looking at the, the beer can. It says it's Colorado's first craft brewery since 1979. Y'all are doing it right. Um, this thing is great. Uh, it's very fruity, very hobby. Um, a little strength to it. I can definitely taste uh, like a, a hint of grapefruit. It's great. Also, the can design it looks amazing. Um, but that's what I'm sipping on. But just the honestly, just the the takeaway from today is just be ready for a bumpy ride, man. Like, I don't know what times are gonna look like a month from now or six months from now. But you know, uh, for those who don't have a stable job, like I'm praying for you guys and I'm hoping that uh, everything works out. But just kind of like take precaution, I guess, if need be. Cut back on subscriptions. Cut back on things that aren't as necessary. Um, and just realize that at the end of the day, as long as your family's healthy, that's all that matters. That's just kind of how I've been looking at it. I don't care about <laughs> the money, so to say. Like, I call my mom every day just to make sure she's doing well and just check up on her. I talk to my dad often, just making sure everyone's good. You know, like my sister is expecting, so... It's a very worrisome time, um, so I'm just thankful that so far everyone that I know personally um, are in good health and and even those who have it are looking good. Uh, so I'm not really, uh, I can't complain honestly. So just appreciate those you have around you and and love. That's that's about it. Um, some news at the end of this podcast is that. Yo, if you guys are listening to this and you enjoy the podcast, uh, leave a review on all platforms. Uh, I think we're on all platforms right now. So all the major ones, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, um, I think Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to this and you you found this content interesting or you found uh, my personality interesting or you learned something today, leave a review and just, you know, let people know that they can find more information at the Drunk Money Podcast. Um, also, I was thinking about taking viewer questions or maybe reviewing um, budgets or something like that. I have a lot of ideas in the works. 
uh, but we do have an official email. So if you want to contact me to let me know uh, how I can improve the podcast or give a review, or you have any questions you want me to answer, any topics you want me to cover, uh, you can contact me, your host, Jay, at thedrunkmoneypodcast at gmail.com. So again, that's drunkmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And honestly, you'll probably be one of the few emails, so I'll definitely respond. It'll be me. I don't even have an assistant. Like It's just me out here thugging it out, <laughs> editing, recording, and uploading. So yeah, man, I, I look forward to hear, hearing from whoever uh, sends an email. Uh, feel free to send it anonymous if you don't want your information out there. I, of course, won't put anyone's full government out there or, you know, send your first name. It's all good. So, uh, again, drunkmoneypodcast at gmail.com. Leave a review if you all like the podcast. And that's it for episode three, man. We checking out. Be great, y'all. Be great. Stay safe and get your bag up.